Oh, yes. Jig night on a Friday. Yeah. Yep. I'll, did I did I cut it off before they kind of banned me again? <laughs> Are you still going through that saga, bro? No, dude, that happened a couple of times, and I pretty much yeah. – they can't take my $7 a month I'm making on YouTube from me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it. You can keep it, Mr. YouTube. I know. Guys, we hey. already started talking. We're here. Eric, take us what out, up? bro. Let's do roll call, my man. Dude, man, look at everybody in the house, man. John Smith, Larry Hadley, South Jersey, JP, Bob Steven, Fishing the 262, Dave Richardson, Jonathan Losher, Jaysley Outdoors, Bob Stevens, Dave Richardson, maybe I already said it, Darius King, a.k.a. Kentucky Lake Slayer, Slayer. Jordan Oh, yeah, man. Oh, JP, uh, I think I got everybody. Uh, Aaron, JP Harold, you got George Bull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Duffy's was first in. Duffy's Jay's Outdoorsy. Yep. Jonathan, what's happening? Wow, everyone keeps popping in. Guys, if we miss you. Grot 84s in the house, Chris Thorne, Jimbo Slice, Matt South Jersey Fisherman, Jeff Hunter. Oh, boy. All right, guys, listen, you know how this goes. Everyone starts coming in. So the cool thing about hanging out with other bait makers and jig makers and lure makers or lure connoisseurs is that it doesn't matter how long time goes by, you come back and you're on to the same game and the same discussion and having some fun. Mm -hmm. So, Eric, what time did you get a call today from me? Man, like in the afternoon, I was in, in deep into work emails, man. Right. <laughs> you know? I, I, I turned. So here's how this goes to you guys. I turned. I said to the wifey, we went out for lunch today because I was off of school. And uh, and I said, hey, you know, I think I'm going to do a show tonight. I just feel like I, I want a gag. And I'm like, she's like, who are you doing a show with? I go, no one. And I go, you know what? I want to get somebody on to gab with. I go, who am I going to get? I'm like, Eric. I call him up. He's in. Thumbnails done. Let's roll. Uh, and we're just going to BS tonight, guys. We we have a lot to talk about. Like, So there's a lot of Bass Lab things that I want to make sure that we make mention of tonight. And maybe you guys, some of you guys see some of this. But if you guys, I'm going to put, the, hold on. I'm going to run this. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you guys, the, the link is also down below in the description. So anything you guys hear Eric talk about tonight, uh, you'll be able to find on on. on bass lab right and which is eric's shop right and most of you guys probably already know this but if you don't this is eric's shop and the link is down below too so i'll pop this up intermittently tonight you could chase them down on instagram as well um but we're just going to talk jigs tonight we were bsing today and we're like this is going to be a great combo tonight we're just talking about new stuff that i'm working on yeah what else has been going on uh yeah one thing i was on bro like uh dude i honestly think we're just shy of a year yeah, it's got to so, be about maybe was it May? Maybe May last year, dude. So a lot happened, man. So this happened. I don't know yes. if you know, Kuda, but I've oh yeah, the big check plus twenty five hundred dollar big bass bonus. That was at Kerr, man, with Scooter Lily, the Collins two day championship, and it's that big trophy behind me, man. That was the biggest tournament win of my life, dude. So pretty exciting, and Scooter. Finally got his white whale. His white whale, because his main sponsor is Angler's Choice, right? That's He runs an Angler's Choice boat. He's been with him forever, running boats, Triton Man. And he'd never won a team Angler's Choice tournament. And we won on Kerr together. 
I was super stoked for Scooter. So he finally got an Angler's Choice win, man, with me. And uh, so it's been big. It's It's been a big year on Kern. We just won again uh, a couple weeks back uh, in a derby. It was uh, the Boys and Girls Club tournament. And um, that was that was pretty nice as well, man. So it was like a double tournament because the Boys and Girls Club kind of doubled the the, uh, the 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 prize pack. So uh, it's it's been a good season, man. Been a good season. We got our teeth kicked in uh, at least a couple times this year, man. And then last weekend, totally blew it. Um, we did not fish clean, man. So uh, Tim, you'll cringe when you hear this one. Knocked a four pounder off at the boat. Uh, I was sight fishing him. Scooter had first crack at him, tossed my bait in on like the fourth toss, man. I was bumping her, heating her up a little bit. She sucked that bait in so freaking quick. It was like a millisecond. Her gear, her, her gills flared. I set the hook. I got her coming. It's, you know, it's chaos because the fish was only 10 feet from the boat. And Scooter's got the net behind me. I go to lift and he's about to put the net in the water and she jumps and knocks the hook out on the gunwale of the boat. Man, terrible. Where did Kuda go? I guess I'm running the show, guys. <laughs> I guess, Kuda, are you still there, bro? Hello. Hello. All right, so we got some questions, man. Yeah, uh, we did, Tim. The Angler's Choice and Collins, which I just showed. John Smith, uh, ditch melon with the turtle back blades. Absolutely. And, yes, I will have some everlasting drop trotters with the Helgramite uh, tail on it. So those are back in stock now in the Bass Lab. That's been a big seller. They kind of come in stock and then they sell out. So um, where did Kuda go? Kuda! I'm going to have to text him, man, and see what's up. I think we lost Mike Murphy. We lost Mike Murphy. Where are you, Kuda? Give me a second, guys. <laughs> I don't know what happened, dude. Trying to get Wi-Fi back. Dude, you're out. <laughs> I'm talking to Kuda, everybody. Yeah, I'm in, man. I'm running the show. Stay in, dude. You're all good. I don't know what happened. We got new laptops. They work, and nah, last night I cut out for a second too. I got I you. Okay, guys. Hang out. I'll be back in a second. Okay, guys. So, so Kuda's having some uh, internet problems. I guess I have the con controls right now. Uh, but uh, John Smith was asking about this color spinner bait, and uh, some of you guys that watch Smallmouth Crush, you'll be familiar with it. It's a it's a color called Ditch Melon. And uh, let me see if I can get a picture of that. So it's like a, it's like a cantaloupe top with a little bit of pearl white. And this one has the orange kicker blade on it. Um, here's a great story about the origins of this color. So I posted it up on Instagram and I work with Gary Sheets at 9K Elite Lures, Mr. Sheets. Uh, and we make a, a lot of uh, the River Rat spinner baits. This is a thumper blade. And uh, I said I wanted to bring, and I had sourced some of that color it's like a cantaloupe color. I couldn't find it domestically anywhere. So I searched, scoured the planet, and I got some from the UK. And I only had enough for like, I don't know, probably 20 or 30 spinner baits. And we made a first run, and they sold out really, really fast. We found another source for it, and we, we got all that they had at the time. And, um, you know, I've done a couple runs of it. But uh, when I posted it up on Instagram... Um, Baxter, the bait man goes, man, that's Mark Menendez's secret color. And I like, I knew Mark through it. And then my buddy, Sean Hernkey, who's a former pro, still bass fishes down in Texas. He goes, no, that's not Menendez's secret color. The guy who came up with this color that kicked everybody's ass in Texas for years 
His name is Elroy Kruger. Elroy Kruger. And Rick Klun uh, was quoted in an article that Elroy Kruger was one of the best natural fishermen that he's ever met and the best spinnerbait fisherman that he's ever known. Uh, Elroy understood the spinnerbait like nobody else. He understood shape and profile. He understood um, working a spinnerbait shallow to deep and deep to shallow. He understood depth and speed and cadence. Um, but this is Elroy's like secret color. So uh, I use it in the spring. Um, I use it in muddier water. This is obviously a thumper style blade. It's a big kicker blade with the orange kicker blade right there. This is a great pre-spawn color. Um, and it's it, it, it does work for me. So um, it's a kind of a variation of the river rat spinnerbait, which somebody was just asking about. And this river rat spinnerbait is something that, you know, again, with Gary Sheets, I designed. I, I made the prototype in the Bass Lab. This one's in June Bug, my signature color. But um, why I like this bait a lot is it's a very compact spinnerbait. And there's a couple things about it. It's got a thin wire, not too thin, uh, a haywire twist on the front, which I think strengthens uh, the spinnerbait. It doesn't bend out on the hook set. So you get a really nice positive hook set. I love a turtleback blade. Um, I'm using the hammered blades right here. I, the hammered blade is one of the more subtle flashes, but it gives you a decent amount of thump and vibration. So it really fools the fish a lot. Uh, I've got it also. It's a hand-tied skirt. It's a hidden weight system, which allows it to be a compact bait. So there's a, a lot of the weight is in the shaft. And so what that does for is a couple things. It's very balanced. It doesn't want to roll um, because it's keel weighted. So it'll come over cover without rolling over and snagging. And then a little bit of flash boo, as you can see in there, just a, just a hint of that flash boo. So I've got it a bunch of different colors, but uh, this, this spinner bait paired up with a nice little small swim bait can get you big bites. It's won three tournaments. Uh, it was part of the win for me and Riz on the upper bay. Uh, it was the last tournament of the season in one of the series up there. And we weighed in 2481. And uh, this bait helped give us the clues to what the pattern was. So I was pretty, pretty pumped about that. And then Mikey Powers, uh, he won on a couple different Bass Lab baits, uh, a couple tournaments up there. But it comes in different colors, you know. One of the odd colors I make, which you really can't find a green pumpkin style spinner bait uh, with a copper blade. This is called Freak Show. Um, Anthony knows about it. If you're watching, Anthony, there you go. And then uh, we've got it coming out in a golden shiner. Uh, a lot of different colorways here. We've got White Lightning, Chartreuse Shad Nasty, which, you know, is a white and chartreuse. But all the colors are available on the site. You guys see some of them are sold out. Uh, they sell out pretty quick when I get them. And then the next thing I'll show you guys, what's new at the Bass Lab. And this just notched its first tournament win. Uh, we call it the Mad Hatter Vibrating Jig. Uh, it is a split ring style, but uh, I wish Kuda was on to hear this. Uh, we use the adjuster to modify the mold and have cracked the code on how to get this thing to hunt. This is a hunting son of a gun. It just notched its first tournament win in PA. I like to throw... Uh, a spunk sh style shad. Uh, a lot of people don't know before uh, Hog Farmer came out with a spunk shad and, and Missile Baits is making one too. Jackal had the eye shad. It's almost the exact same bait. I've been using this for over a decade on chatter baits and uh, have done a lot of damage on it. So now you can get it cheaper. I used to have to go to Japan to get this, but uh, uh, there's a lot of different style uh, trailers that I like, you know, whether you're using craw or minnow style. I like the blade minnow 
from Strike King. It allows this bait to hunt. This is a harder thumping bait uh, than the jackhammer. It is not. Uh, it is not for heavy grass. So I like this pre-spawn, little cooler water. If you don't have a lot of grass on your fishery, it's good anytime. Um, it's got a stout mustad hook on the back, so it handles bigger fish. It's a hand-tied skirt, and uh, this is the epic June bug color, and this was the color that won the derby in PA. He was using it in dirtier water, and he did marry it up with a spunk shad. It was a father-son team. Uh, Tim is his name with his son, so, so super stoked. And I got a couple new colors coming out in this one let's see what i got then i want to show you guys a trick uh for you football dudes and i want to hear if anybody's ever done it so this is a little a little thing that you guys might be able to use if you're dragging football jigs and you want a little add a little extra action so the new colors in the mad hatter are hot mama it's black betty which is your standard black and blue and golden china and it comes in, you know, as I've already showed you, epic bug, white lightning, got a little couple little red strands of, of uh, on the bottom there. This is Chartreuse Shad Nasty. And then this one is Gizzard Wizard. So if you got Gizzard Shad, it's a, it's a great, it's a great big bait type of harder thumping, slower rolling. It's a great alternative to the jackhammer. Doesn't cost $15.99. So that's the Mad Hatter. Uh, on the Bass Lab site. So I want to show you guys a, a little little tip and trick, and uh, I can't claim the credit for it, but I've used these switchblades. Um, if you guys have seen them, uh, switchblades. Who, who's ever used a switchblade out there? Let me know. Sound off in the comments. But uh, it's Queen's Tackled. Uh, it is licensed by Z-Man, and it does have a patent on it. Um, uh, well, I don't know this one has a patent. Z-Man has a patent, but it's licensed by... Uh, uh, by Z-Man. So they're not doing anything illegal. And uh, I put that recently on the front of a football jig. And let me tell you something. I was dragging that football jig and I was shocked. I was dragging it through pretty heavy rock and I didn't get snagged nearly as much as you might expect with a football jig. I mean, it was some, some nasty stuff. So switch plates, man, who does it? Let me, let me see. Uh, yeah, uh, South Jersey, I've used a doe olive stick. Uh, I got that in my pack from, um, you know, uh, the hooked up tackle. Um, no, the golden shiner doesn't come in a one ounce. It only comes in right now, half ounce. And we're modifying a mold for a three eighths as well. So right now it's just a half ounce. So, and the half ounce, again, it's, it is a wild hunting bait. No modification needed. We've cracked the code on it. So let me, uh. Let me, it is the ultra point, Tim. Thank you for, uh, for saying that. I appreciate that. Gary Ong says it falls a little more horizontally. Let's see if any, any other, uh, twisted wire, a little more sensitive to vibration. The R Ben, Tim, I'd have to agree. Let's see. Colored beads instead of gold above the closet. Next round, we the colored beads, some of the other colors. Okay, cool, man. Good, good feedback, man. Yeah. And JP Harold. Yeah, I am definitely putting a trailer. I've used a lot of different trailers on it. Um, if I'm looking for a bigger bite, I like a smaller size swim bait, um, strike King. Uh, I also use the split tail trailer. Um, zoom makes one. There's a lot of different brands out there. And sometimes I just fish it naked. If I want to really be finessey, you know what I mean? A grub is a great option as well. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it just gets bit. It gets a lot of bites. It comes in a quarter, 
uh, three eighths, a half right now. And uh, that's the river rat. So uh, we're also working on a kind of a grass type of spinner bait. It's called the grass weasel. It's got a different head, um, but compact again. So it slides through grass, but uh, I'm just digging this spinner bait, man. It is, uh, it, it just gets bit everywhere I fish it. I took the golden shiner down to Florida and they responded very well to it. So, um, man, what else happened this summer for me? I, uh, or, or actually uh, this spring, I went down to Florida and I spent, uh, man, three weeks down there throwing big baits and chasing big bass, uh, tangled with uh, one double digit that did not make it into the boat. And then on my last day in Florida, uh, that's after I hung out with the Uncle Larry crew, man. That was just fantastic. The Uncle Larry crew, if you guys haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you should check them out, man. They they just fish like, like I used to when I was a kid, man. Their passion for it is fantastic. And no boats were involved, just, you know, terra firma underfoot, man walking around ponds and doing it old school. But anyway, I was with Keith, Keith Wilson. He, he specializes in big baits and we were fishing the lake and, um, you know, they just weren't responding to the big bait. So I, it was foggy in the morning. You could barely see 20 feet in front of you. And I said, you know, this is pre-spawn. So what I'm going to do, is I put on an old school Bagley spin tail. I'd like to hear if anybody still throws a Bagley spin tail. And I threw, and there's a post on this on my Instagram uh at epic eric official i was throwing the plastic version and that plastic version is super buoyant it's really springy and it really the tail the whatever tail uh spinner they put on it is very good it spins great and uh they started responding to it because i knew the fish were up spawning and uh immediately i started catching mostly buck bass but um, later in the day, the sun got high, the water warmed up a little bit because we had a little bit of a cold front. That's what caused the fog. And uh, in the middle of a like a horseshoe in a pad field, I threw the spin tail in there, man, let the ring settle a little bit. I was fishing kind of fast and, you know, I like pop and let it pause and I pop, pop. And man, when I let it sit, it was a giant uncorked on it. We saw the head in the back of the fish. I know it was a double digit. And I couldn't control her. There was hydrilla in the middle, a lot of hydrilla, a lot of milfoil and pad fields. And these pad fields were beautiful. They were smaller pad fields, like with lanes and channels in between. So I lost that fish. So I stuck with it, man. And uh, I was throwing on a Brent Anderson big topwater rod. Uh, it's BA has made, I think, one of the best topwater water rods out there. And I was using 30-pound braid to 17 pound big game probably like a foot section so 30 pound to 17 pound big game to the bank uh the spin tail the bagley spin tail and there was a little point that came out and a little bit of buck brush that came over that was hanging over and it looked like to me that there should be a bed there so i i made a great cast right up next to the bank there was a little bit of a grass edge i let it sit for a second pop and then pop pop and she boiled missed it i didn't I, I reacted, but I didn't pull it away. And then she came back and just blew up on it, man. And uh, I ended up landing that fish. And it was a 25-inch largemouth bass. We didn't have a scale, so I didn't weigh it. Um, but 25-inchers uh, are very rare no matter where you're fishing. She wasn't like a super fat female, but she was a fat female. She wasn't a spawner, let's say. Maybe she had just dropped or was in the process of dropping, but she had a belly on her, so... 
I think that might be my DD, but I can't claim it because I didn't weigh it. So, you know, uh, and the Uncle Larry boys were super proud because they never weigh any of their fish, man. Uh, I think they weighed one and uh, they caught that on camera as a cast to catch on, on a on a spinner bait down there. So it's a really cool video if you have a chance to watch it. So, man, I've been talking a mile a minute. I haven't been looking at the comments, man. I know I did, Tim. Yes, I caught my B PB. That is my new PB. The prior PB was an 8.6, a cast to catch on film with Scooter Lily up at Smith Mountain Lake on a swim bait. And um, yeah, so that it's been a very eventful spring because I had stuck with a big bait in Florida for most of the trip. I caught some good ones on it, but nothing that was, you know, crazy special. Um, anyway, man, it's been it's been an outstanding spring. Some really uh, highs and lows from a tournament perspective, but uh, it was great to win another one with Scooter. Yeah, we also came in third place on a very cold front, windy grinder type of day, caught over 50 fish. And uh, the odd part was Scooter didn't even want to weigh in. And I'm like, I'm weighing those fish and we work for this. And uh, walked up there, man, we notched third and got second place option pot. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff, man. Pretty good stuff. So John Smith, yes, the plan is to get some... Uh, Bass Lab Tune Buzz Baits. Uh, one of the Bass Lab Tune Buzz Baits last year was part of a tournament win on the Upper Bay, and uh, I do some, you know, I do, I do a few tricks. If if you guys, you know, watch Smallmouth Crush, I did a whole episode on buzz baits and uh, you know hacks, tips, and tricks, and uh, I probably break it down. But uh, it's one of the things I like to do with my buzz bait that, you know, it 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 shortens the life of your buzz bait, but I can tell you this, it makes it perform right out of the gate first cast you know it's tuned up ready to go and uh i think it matters too man so absolutely absolutely so let's see kuda is still trying to get in i saw him for a second as you guys did too all right south jersey what you got man i had a question about those mogula swim jigs rocky wood you know what's interesting is south jersey it that jig i think looks like the structure the Strike Strike King structure uh, Bauer structure jig. You tell me, man, because I have that uh, Mogula swim jig, and uh, it is a very unique line tie. But so is the structure jig. So to me, I think that's what they made that for, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yep. Padfield means Timber King. You got that right. What else? Let me go back up in the. Uh, so Bassin with Big Malone says he's in the same dilemma. Caught a twenty-four and a half, no scale. Not fat, but a tank. Man, you got that right, man. That's got to be in the nine-pound class for sure. Just depends on how she was built, man. Oh, Tim, you're right. I think she would have been 11 in, in the spawn. Yes, Bassett with Big Malone. It is like a jerk bait with a prop. I thought I had one down here because I did a show and I showed it, but I think I took it back upstairs after the show. Yeah, I did because I wanted to show the baits that did some work in Florida. And she gone. She's back up top. She's back up top. So, dang, my camera's going crazy. Whoa. Let me see. I'll keep going back up. Yeah, Chris, thank you very much, man. And Brown Bay Co. Keith is the man. No question about it. JP, thank you, brother. I'm glad that spinnerbait work did, did work for you some last fall. What color were you throwing, bro? And Brown Baco, no, I did not grab another mystery box from the uh, the the hooked up hide up box. <laughs> Tim, you don't trust the Queen switchblades. I know, I hear you, man. Scooter was like, you trust that? I'm like, yeah, man. Until I lose one, I'll let you know. 
Pendemonium Paladin. Yes, that was the River Rat Spinnerbait that I showed. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I think I co I think I covered all the questions, man. Let's see what else just came in. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Since Kuda's gone, man, I'll show uh, for the, those of you who don't know me. Uh, I, uh, I I I I got some stickers that I'm pretty proud of too in the Bass Lab, and uh, I gave out one of these recently. Uh, and this is one of the newest ones. I don't know how many of you guys have seen these, but uh, this is one of my favorites, man. I was down in Nags Head recently and uh, in the Outer Banks, and uh, I had some of these in my car, and I took them into this restaurant we were at, and I heard a guy talking about fishing. who's a bartender, and so I put together the pack, and uh, out of all the stickers, man, this was his favorite, and it's one of my favorites, too. It's the She Thick sticker. Goonie Wolf is the artist. He's out of Las Vegas, and I've hired him to make some stickers, man. Uh, but I've I've given a few of these out the She Thick Award. I think Matt Pangrex running around with this sticker on his boat. Um, what's the other one that's relatively newer that maybe you guys haven't seen? I think the guys on Smallmouth Crush have. This is the Keep on Grinding Award. That's for all the grinders out there, man, that stick with the big bait till they die. Here's one of my other favorites. Kuda just texted me. Let's see what's happening. Give me a second. Sorry, buddy, I can't get the sound to work. Hang around as long as you want. <laughs> I guess it's not, it's just me tonight, then. This is the River Rat. That's one of my absolute favorites because I consider myself a River Rat and all my homies. I have this in a shirt as well. The next one is uh, Tug Life. You got to love the Tug Life, right? Um, yeah, I'd like to get that on a shirt, man. Goonie, Goonie absolutely slayed that one. And he put our names in graffiti right on the brick wall, which is pretty cool. And then uh, you got Rise and Glide for all you big bait guys out there. This is this is another one of my favorites. And that's available in a t-shirt on the Bass Lab site. Bassapalooza. I took these up to Susquehanna Fish and Tackle. Who's a fan of Susquehanna Fish and Tackle? George Accord and his brother went nutty because I think they own, like, maybe the trademark on Bassapalooza. I don't know. But uh, I think I might be doing some collab, either hats or shirts, with all these designs with those guys. So... I also love this one, Dr. Krankenstein. That is available on the Bass Lab site in a shirt as well. And then uh, the Bass Lab, the OG logo, uh, which is, you know, my logo for my for my site. So, and the, the shirt sold out. I'm trying to get some more in, but I do have hats. And I think maybe a few beanies left on the site. So, you know, if you, if you like what you see, man. And I think I got some River Rat shirts too. I think I already said that. But yeah, that's the slap portion. But... Uh, Man, what do you guys want to talk about? Kudo, I was going to interview Kudo about some of the new stuff that he's got uh, going on. I know he's working on a really cool jig. I'll let him talk about it if he can get it back going. He says he can't get the sound going, so I think it's just me. Um, what else is happening in the Bass Lab, man? I like this thing I just made. I'm just kind of rolling, guys, in no particular order. I made something, and I'm calling it the Clacky Wacky. So, um, and you know, you guys could probably do this at home, too, but anyway so it's 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 uh it's it's for wacky rigging and uh let's see if you can hear it i'm gonna just be quiet for a second and shake this for a second so this is my wacky rig i put a little dressing on it there just for a little added appeal some beads you can mix up the color of the beads but hold on listen to this check this out so when you shake it when you're when you're popping it up and you're shaking it on the fall can you hear that i don't know if you can hear it probably you probably can't hear it i can hear it but you can't hear it Anyway, it's the clacky wacky. Trust me, it's clicking. So 
opinions. Will it work? Not needed? Wacky's good enough that you don't need it? Cuda! Broke no electronics, Cuda. Oh, you're back, dude. I, 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 I'm so sorry, Eric, and everyone. I, I, so, guys, I'm on a new laptop. This shouldn't be complicated, but for whatever reason, I'm looking and I see the swirly and like the internet goes down. So I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I go check the internet. No, the internet's fine. So let's power That's down, right. start back up. I do, but there's no sound on this freaking machine. I go, what should I do? So what I call the I call the 16-year-old son over. He's like, turn it off again and back on. And I'd already messaged Dang. you. I'm like, I'm done. And I turn it off uh, again and back on, and the sound's back on. I go. This is stupid. Here <laughs> we are, dude. But anyway, all right, man. I just was rolling through stuff, man. I was talking about my Florida trip. I was. I show the stickers, Good. man. I showed my clacky wacky. Have you seen the clacky wacky? Um, you show it because I gotta I, see. Did you see it? I don't know if you saw. I it. don't think I did because I'm not recalling this in my head. But I'm also very frustrated right now. <laughs> so so so. Oh, so there I it love is, it. I Hold put, on, let me listen, make let me make you big again here. Listen, I'll put it up to the mic. Hold on, I don't know where the I don't know where the sound comes through, so we got to be quiet. Oh yeah, can you hear it? Yes, clacky wacky dude, clacky wacky. Um, what did you tie in like a little rattle inside the and and the <sighs> jig? Hold it up again. Well, How big is it? Secret sauce. So it's it's a it's a it's a stinger hook. Okay. And let me tell you, I don't have the correct beads to go on. It was really hard to get it on, man. And I use something to stop the beads. The bead has an eyeball on it. So it's a, it's a tungsten style bead. Okay. You know, so I, I, I'm going to try it, man. I want to try it. It's just something I cooked up. Absolutely, you know, dude. A, a lot of people, a lot of people on the wacky, like I watch weighted wacky. This is probably a weighted clacky wacky because it's tungsten. So there's not a lot of weight on it, but it's certainly going to be heavier than just your plain hook, right? And yes. it's got a little dressing, a little very sparse material. It's round. It it acts like rubber, but it's not. It's pretty cool nice. material. Anyway, um, because it is round and super springy. And um, I watch Shin Fukai. I think Shin is one of the best finesse fishermen uh, on the tour. Sure. And when I watched him weighted wacky... Um, I noticed I did it opposite that he did. He shakes it a lot, but he shakes it on slack line on the way down. Okay. So pull it up, and then as it's falling, he's going shaking it on slack line. So it's more like an inchy wacky. Yeah. The yeah, inchy yeah. wacky technique was born in Japan for highly pressured fish. Yeah. Inchy wacky is weighted wacky, and it was called inchy wacky because, you know, they're shaking it on slack line. So it's not That's really freaking time, great, but and they used it with that Jacko flick shake worm. It's right. nice that you have that sound on it. The best I had to anything that had any sound on a wacky ever is yeah. when I used to. Um, so when when I when wacky rigging first came out, I started using a kale a gamagatsu kale styled hook in size. Gosh, I don't even remember what it was anymore because I don't use them that way. Um, but what we used to do, you remember the rubber core sinkers, Eric? Yep. They were yep. um, kind of cylindrical, but a little longer, and they had that little rubber piece in the middle. Well, we would pull that out, yeah. and we would crimp that onto the shank, uh, the longer uh, end of the shank of the kale hook, and yeah. we would use that for our wacky rigs. And if you crimped it right, you would get movement on it a little bit, yeah. so when it would slide down to hit the bend, 
you yeah. would get the slightest of noise, not like a clacking like that. Yeah. But yeah. You would just get a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And I, for the longest time, I still have some in my box from years ago, but now I kind of make them and pour them. Uh, yeah. But I, I like that old style. I almost yeah. would prefer to make them, but that's really yeah. cool that you, you did that. So are you making these? Uh, for yourself, are you selling them yet, or what for, are you doing? For, for me, just for me right now, because I haven't found a way. You know, I got to get a source for, you know, a, a less expensive bead. I've gone to Michaels and I got these beads. You know, yeah, uh, and they're cheap, right? So that could be cost effective, and you know, it's not much material. It does require one more one more component, but um, that weighted wacky man, I think it's uh, yeah, we used to use it in the grass, a kale hook with a weed. It was a weedless one, you know, had okay. the wire weed guard, right? And we would use the gremlin bullshot. Oh, gremlin, okay. because the gremlin bullshot is a bullet style sinker. So, because you know me, I'm always fishing grass. So you got to think about how's that weighted wacky coming through the grass, but you know, eighth ounce or smaller crimped on and i usually would tie a a little bit of thread on the shank of the hook so it would stay on yes it makes me think of when you said your weight would slide around a little bit lee sisson i wish i could find these he molded a piece of lead that would come on a senko style texas hook and what was it called man i've only got a couple left and that thing it was called the 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 dinger the uh, oh sorry. Tim help me man he when I was on Bass University with Lee he talked about it he said really? that thing helped him cash the dingaling maybe maybe it was the dingaling the dingaling and the weight would not- slide up down the shank so it was just a piece of lead yeah had a hole and it. it was like a bulbous on the bottom yeah but that thing it would give it a whole lot of extra crazy movement. So, you know, because a, a, a wacky, well, wacky worm or a Senko's got that shimmy, but with that weight, it did even extra special things. So, um, Tim's yeah, asking, man. What, say, say the question again. Tim's asking, what's the question? What's the question? Tim. Well, you were asking about what was the name of it. The, uh, yes. The name. Can somebody Google um, the dingaling? And see, see if that's you're gonna get some interesting results. I know it's a hook (laughs) with a piece of lead on it, man. I think that's what it was called. God, it's something I gotta think of. Eric, you know, it's funny you're saying that because I want you to know that okay, so do do it has a mold, they have a wacky mold, and there's lots of other ways to make wacky type baits, right? But that do it mold, I've started using it, but I gotta tell you. It's not as balanced as it used to be when we put those yeah. rubber core. We used to put an eighth or a sixteenth ounce rubber core uh, sinker on 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 the kale hooks, and it just doesn't seem to be as balanced, and it changes right. the action in the water yeah. from what I used to use all the time. And to be honest with you, funny enough, Eric, this was for largemouth, so yeah. riverine riverine based largemouth on the Kalsag River is how we predominantly would use that that rig. Um, mm-hmm. It would catch smallmouth too, but yeah. I just remember catching, you know, that was a, that was a bait that we had in our mix. If you had five rods out, you know, you had a square bill, a spinner bait, a brush hog, mm-hmm. and, you know, a wacky rig with that rubber cord sinker on. And it was just one of the go-tos in your rotation yeah. for a little yeah. pick-me-up tournaments um, on Wednesday nights, you know, like that was a bait that caught fish. And um, it was deadly on the edge of weed lines and stuff, oh, outside sure. weed lines on rivers it was just like oh 
You know, it was right. I, I love it. It's so interesting to hear some of these old um, techniques and things that we were using. Oh, um, yeah. I went out, you know, Eric, I went out the other day and what was I, I was throwing, there's one pond that I like to go to small little lake, a uh, large mouth lake. And I'm, I'm just walking the bank and I'm fishing from shore, but I stumbled upon at this particular lake, a very specific um, technique in the way the bait was rigged. That just was always a bread and butter to me. And I, it's the only place I'll use it. Well, basically it's a seven inch Berkeley power worm, right? right. In blue flake. And, but you have to, for whatever reason, you really have to scale down at this lake. I don't know why I would scale down to like a size two at, um, X, a gamma got to extra wide gap hook on it. So I wouldn't be throwing a big three out or a four out. It was always a scale down to a two out and sometimes even a one out in wow. the spring. And I, all I know is it just changed the action. And I would all, I fish it almost exclusively on a 16th or an eighth ounce bullet. Mm. bullet. And all I, I know, it just changed the rate of fall, the action, the entirety of how that bait just functioned. And it's the only place I use that small of an extra wide gap. Um, it, um, uh, it was called the Dangleberry. The Dangleberry. There we go. Lee, Lee Sisson Dangleberry. That was it. So if That's anybody awesome. has a stock of Lee Sisson Dangleberries, I will talk to you about trading, man. I mean, speaking of old school, man, I got to show you one more thing, dude. Yes, show. I, I'm a big fan because of the flow, and this will speak to you, Kuda. And this is I a Bass Lab tuned up little buzz bait, man. So I don't have a rusted rivet on it, but oh. this is this is a head clacker, very compact. You can see it's done work. Look at the head right there. Oh my god, this, look at that skirt on it too, buddy. Not not this color combination, but this was part of a win with me and Scooter on Gaston. Um, it is silicone, but flat, like flat big, rubber. The the flow cut. on this skirt, dude. Holy crap! I gotta go get uh, check this out. And it and I've got it in old school colors, dude. That is like oh, an yeah. old school lime green, yellow, and white river color right there. Is right. that all? Um, is that all the same size here? Because some of no, that lime, the lime looks like it's the new stuff. Yeah, the lime is bigger than the interior of the skirt. Okay, so got it. It's two different size strands, if you will. But yes. the flow on this. So if you're not throwing a toad and you're throwing a traditional skirt, I yes. throw that over silicone every single day. I'd cut the silicone off. I don't throw a buzz bait with silicone anymore. I really like that oh, combination yeah. on that. The flow is, is ridiculous because it's flat. And when it's going through the water, it's like it's moving. Silicone can't match it, bro. Right. It can't. it can't match it. I'm gonna put these up on the website for sale soon. I don't have them listed yet, but if are you making them yourself, them, Eric? Are you cutting yeah. them? Are you making them yourself? Nice. No, I'm not making them. I just sourced them and had them made in colors I like. So nice, perfect. So here's go. the thing. I'll I'll add to what Eric's talking about, you guys. So one of the things that um when you're dealing with the rubber skirting material, when it's yep. flat as opposed to round, is yep. the concept is that it's gonna move. Um, it's gonna move more water. You're yeah. going to get more movement and undulation out of it. It doesn't mean it's going to move faster or quicker, right. but it's just going to, the flow of it is going to be different. Right. Yep. And if you think of it, think of, think of something that's flat, right. Yeah. Um, And water flowing against it, what type of surface area you're going to get or water flowing up against, you know, around rubber. 
what's going to have more surface area that it's going to move and it's going to be the flat rubber. So just think about that conceptually in terms of whether it's old school rubber or, you know, some of the newer versions or the different styles, it does change how that jig looks in the water. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it's so interesting. I love that combo though. That's very nice. Yeah. Thanks man. Thanks. Yeah. I got it in some old school colors and the cool thing is it's silicone, so it won't melt. You know, it doesn't doesn't react to any of your other stuff. So it's silicone, which is cool. Nice. Jeff, we'll yep. see you, buddy. I know you're saying you got to go. So that's all good. Um, that's well, I talked nice. about like all the new stuff I had going on. Dude, what do you got going on, man? Yeah, I mean, What's I start What's new thinking, with Jig Squad? You got cool stickers? I, I definitely have cool stickers. There's so many cool stickers out there, right? <laughs> uh, but so... The big thing is, guys, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spill the beans on this tonight. It's not like this is a big secret, but a couple things. One is um I just want everyone to hear me say it. So I love I love everything that Jig Squad has done in the last year and a quarter, right? right. But I will tell you this. So I made a little mention last night too. So I'm booked out with guests, I think, until July. That's and- incredible, dude. Yeah. Wow. And I, and I did that because I knew like I booked everything like over winter break when I was off from school. Right. Cause I'm yeah. like, I have the time I could get the thumbnails done. Let's work on getting this scheduled out in advance. Um, because the second half of the year gets inherently busy for me. So, but what I'm deciding, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, so you guys understand this. Um, I love the banter. I love that we connect with people in chat. Yep. Um, and that's kind of one of the hallmarks of things that we want to keep doing. Um, but, what I'm going to do after the July bookings is I'm still going to try and do uh, interviews, but they're not going to be as frequent, Yeah, yeah. but jig squad is still going to go live and we're going to do more things like this, right? Where uh, Eric's going to jump on with me and we're just going to BS about, you know, the happenings going on in the bass world or some baits or what, what else we're up to. Um, it gives us a chance to, it gives me a chance just to hang out. And it's not always about interviewing yeah. uh, people and there's a difference, right? And it's not that when you have somebody on as a guest, it can, it's not that you can't have a new person on the show and um, still ask them questions. That's not it, right. but it's a different style of media when it's just straight up really interviewing or it becomes a little more just gabbing and see, see where it goes. And sure. I'm, I'm going to be honest with everyone. I need more of that in my life. That's, that's right the on, truth, man. Right you on. know, I think the other thing that happens is I think when we do the interviews, um, a lot of times, like people have told me that there's moments in time where they wait for that kernel of information that comes out. So sure. what that means is that a lot of times people think that a lot of it is um, similar, right? Similar right. information that other designers are using and things like that. So I don't ever want that to go away. I think that'll always be part of Jig Squad. Hey. But we're going to yeah, do some man. more hanging out. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, I did one more version of this clacky wacky. Yes, I think it's cool, man, because this is like this is a walleye dude hook. Yeah, let's this see. This is a walleye dude hook, and this is especially for like dirtier water, man. So I think people like hook as a tractor. Hook as a tractor. Think about that concept. The okay. hook becomes an integral part of what is going on. I use the chartreuse stinger hook. And you've always been a fan of the red. So I know that's not red, yeah. but this the point is, char- is- this, this is chartreuse. I used to do that. I would wrap chartreuse thread 
around some of my yes. weighted wacky hooks that I made. I yeah. would do red, red. I would do chartreuse. And especially for like a small mouth, like a small mouth. I mean, to me, you know, I'd size it down. It's a four inch little Senko, man. But I don't know, man. Maybe it's too crazy. You could cut the front off if you didn't like it. You don't even have to have it on. But the whole concept of a chartreuse hook, hook as a tractor. It, Very it, interesting. Well, you know, it blends together really well with, um, you know, it's almost like a lot, as you think about with the trout guys, like Copper Johns and all that yeah. type of stuff where they're wrapping wire oh, heck um, yeah. a lot of times for the body, but it's typically colored, you know? So, right. The, the whole fly scene, right? I mean, because yes. it's imitating something, but flash and color matter. Like there's some old school crankbait dudes that if they're throwing a shad colored crankbait, they're looking yeah. for a chrome hook. Right. I found like a little stash of gamakatsu silver. They weren't like, they're not silver plated. I guess they're chromed. Yeah. Now they're, they're not quite as sharp as the gami bronze, but okay. can I, can I go get them? I, yeah, I just want to show. Is, are you talking about the B10Ss you started to use on the, um, uh, oh, the, on your drop shots? Cause you switched your B10Ss to the, a newer version with that coating on it. Right. Yeah, they they make uh they make the B10S now in a nano coating. It's hard to yes. get. It's more expensive. So I'll use right. both. Uh, but um, no, I just thought it was cool that those were those are walleye hooks, but it's a yeah. stinger. And yeah. I'm like chartreuse. Why not? Let me get the silver hook. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get a little em. bit. My camera's gonna em. get a little goofy, man. But I want to talk about this. Yeah, this is good because if you if you guys saw that, you saw how that chartreuse kind of matched up really well with the browns and whatever other holographic type colors were included in that bait eric was holding up so it's a cool concept and keep in mind so like when we when we talk about stuff with um less material right which you guys know we talk about flow and all these other parts of when there's less material how it impacts what the bait looks like well it's no different than somebody wrapping like a chenille body or some other type of concept around the fly why not have an underlayment that has an accentuating type color that's Absolutely. super cool that that one looks really sharp with that chartreuse and the browns yeah man i mean you know the smallies love that i mean i turned travis onto the uh the chartreuse nethead and the red nethead because i was a big and you guys know this if you know me uh, uh i'm a big midwest finesse forum guy i've been reading it for years ned katie writes for it the father of the ned although he won't take credit for it. But here's the tin gamakatsu. So imagine that on Let me a make you big here, buddy. There yeah, you go. Yeah, there you go. And this is the bronze. You guys know I'm a fan of the red as well. I use the reds a lot. And uh, so that's a number four. And this is a that's the bronze. And then I'm going to hold up the red. And for all you crankbait nuts that are trying to find, there's three different color hooks, man. But, you know, there might be times that I'd like a chartreuse hook. You know, you could do you could yeah. do this. I was just thinking about it. you could you could dip it in plasti dip. I mean, a lot of baits get better when you tie a feathered treble on the back of it. Eric, dip and die. D dip dip. Oh, that's right, dip and die. Yes. You could you could make your. You know what? Up. I'm going to tell you my old mentor secret. And then wait a minute. You want buds? Oh, show these. Let's make you big. Go gold hooks, dude. Yeah, now, these very are, cool. These are these are replacement hook for gotchas because you guys know I like to chase Spanish mackerel in the salt. Yes, um, and those hooks rust, rust crazy, but Gamakatsu, believe it or not, makes a gold, really That's nice hook. Cool. I have to get them from Japan, but um, you know, I love a golden black Bagley's and having a gold hook on that, and they're super sharp, man. I mean, I don't know, man, if it just gives you a little bit of an edge, a little more flash, I don't know, I think it'd be cool, and why not? I'd want them to strike the hook, 
Yeah, you know, you were. You remember, <laughs> when, you were, you remember when you were messing around with that um with that Dorito lipped blade? I mean, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. I, so I, let I, me I, let me tell you I, something. So my old mentor, he he's gone now. Um. Yeah. From this earth, but the thing is, he used to, we used to go in there, and he was always so impressed with that dip and die. He would yeah. take um the plastic blades for blade baits or yeah. for the buzz baits, the plastic yeah. ones. He'd have them in the yeah. shop. He goes, "Watch this," and he'd take them <laughs> and he'd dip them in clear, and then yeah. it comes out. And it's chartreuse or like yeah. a green pumpkin or like oh, a root beer. Cool. And, cool. I, and I, I, I thought of that the other day, or when you showed that Dorito one originally, I go, you know what? I guarantee that the spike at dip and glow would, or yeah, not the glow, work. you probably could take do the same thing. And I've actually, I've watched him do the same thing on Colorado blades yeah. for making spinner baits and stuff. You're going to, it's going to be like a translucent uh, metallic right. color still. But yeah, right. it's a, just another way to add that different dimension to it. But That's the plastic right. the tip would probably work. Yeah, the micarta blades bug me, man. I mean, it's just like, you know, TK hates me for saying it, but you know, I've got this nice red crankbait with a milky white lip. What sense does that make? Make it make it red, dude. I mean, the the goddamn bait is is it's 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 red. And I got a milky white thing. What is that? I mean, come on, if it's banging around on the rocks, I want to make it red so that or orange so the fish is like, yeah, man, the whole thing matches. I'm not saying Brown. they won't bite it. I've got plenty of them on it. But Brendan Brown yeah. said Marty was not happy. I don't care. It's my bait. I paid for it. I do whatever I want. You make your Dorito baits however you want. Yeah, oh, he hated it. TK was like, that's hideous. I don't care. <laughs> It was hilarious. It dip was and die. Funny, yeah, man. Gary, Gary Ung. That's you're saying it the right way. It's oh. dip and die. Here's all the um, colors of the skirts. I just found them. I, I just want to show you. So fire tiger. And oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. dude, I'm gonna, that, I'm it almost tell looks you like they're it almost looks like they're clearish a little bit too. Yes. No, they're not like that. They're not they're not they're not they look yeah, less it, opaque. It's it's definitely less opaque for sure. But uh, you know, so fire that tiger. That one I really like. Fire Tiger buzzbait skirts in clear water. I'm not. I'm just gonna say it. Enough said. For Classic. Mouth. Classic chartreuse. This is a color combo you do not see a lot, and they bite the shit out of this on a buzzbait. Black oh, and a, a like little a shad bit. color. Oh, buddy, it's two of the best contrasting colors into one. Do not sleep on this skirt for your buzzbait. And when the bluegills are spawning, this is the this is the skirt, the exact skirt I gave Travis on a heavier buzz bait that got him third place in the in the Costa. He should have won it, but uh, I helped him find the area and showed him how to fish a buzz bait in grass. But that black and yellow, I'm telling you, man, when the bluegills are popping in a grass bed and you hear them sucking down the bugs, you know you're in the right spot. Mm-hmm. And a, a frog with a yellow belly, which I gave him a popping frog too, which scored for him as well. Yeah, um, I think he employed three things, you know, like the buzz bait, the, the popping frog. I gave him. I told him to have a senko ready, and then I think he added a whopper plopper too because they were eating that as well. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, that black and yellow is is nasty with a gold blade right there when the bluegills are spawning. They do not like it, and they crack it on my rivers. So anyway, those are those are some of the. Co- I think there's a few more colors. I've got obviously got snow white. And a few other ones, but I just wanted to show and, you guys that. So, and, you, and I'm going to put those on the site. Okay, that's good. That and yeah. guys, listen, I'll put it up again, and then again, the link is down below. 
Yeah, because if you where... ever got a Bass Lab tune buzz bait in one of my packs, because I do a lot of professor packs, I think I only got one left on the site. It's the pre-spawn dynamite. Everything else is sold out. And that's where I put a collection of baits. And a lot of them are from my personal collection. They might add, I might add in, you know, stuff I'm working with Gary Sheets from 9K. But, um, you know, it's mostly hard baits and wire baits and vibration baits, uh, a lot of crank baits and, 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 and lipless style baits. But uh, if you've ever got a tuned up buzz bait for me, it had that skirt on it. And Mikey Powers uh, used one of the buzz baits he got for me for one of his tournament wins uh, on the Upper Bay last year in nice. September 17 and change, which is a wow. very strong bag. Very strong bag. So 17, yeah, sure it is. Yep. Pandemonium Paladin, that bow chicka wow, Matt Hatter is coming, coming in, man. Coming back in. We're working on it. We're working on restocking. I'm trying what to do What color does he like? What color does Elf like? So it's bow chicka wow wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sold out on the site. It's like a green pumpkin kind of flavor. But mm -hmm. um, I've been talking to Gary about trying to put together um, like a, I want to call it Blades of Glory. Okay. Just all bladed jigs and all river rat and thumper baits all in a box. Um, one of the professor packs. So it's going to be loaded nice. up with uh, the best of the best of 9K. So, and I might throw a few things in, you know, like a couple Bass Lab tune buzz baits because those are bladed too. And maybe some JDM stuff that, uh, you know, some of my favorites because I've got some sneaky little stuff that I like. Nice. From, from Japan. From Japan. So I always mix and match, you know, domestic Japan. I like stuff that's made in the USA, but you know me, I'm a... I'm a JDM nut, so. I yeah, that's awesome, buddy. All right, so you asked about the jigs, right? So I've told people about Tell me. All right, so listen, guys. I Everyone talks about they want a good um, micro football. There's a couple good ones out there. The missile bait stuff, the Mike Iaconelli uh, small swim jigs and stuff, the Kitech, they're phenomenal baits. But there's certain things that um, I wanted a micro, a small football jig to do. And ultimately what happened is I started seeing that people were starting to put some things out there. Like there's other people that want to are working on smaller footballs. So I said, well, I'm not going to get caught behind because I've been working on this for a long time. And I said, smaller football jig. It's got, I've got a one-aught mustad, 60 degree eye in there. Oh, and I'll hold up the blue. My lighting stinks now, guys. This, this will be one. And I, there's, there's three videos. There's three videos of three colors right now on, on my Instagram page. One is – um big, Kuda. Make yourself big, bro. Yeah. One one is um Ghost Blue Craw, which is the no, one you, I'm holding up now, there you which go. is Ooh. very hard to see. But, guys, like I said, this is how I design jigs. You see the translucency. Sorry. Everything's shitty with the light. No, this is good. Kuda, we see it much better, man. Hold but, your hand behind it. You see how we're getting – you see how you're getting yeah. a little bit of flash. The yeah. whole point behind this, guys, is – That's beautiful. And this has got um the head – and there's a wire keeper, right? There's a wire keeper on this. Very nice. So uh, I poured all these myself. There may be other things to come down the line with this, but there's three colors that you'll be able to see in detail if you go – um holding these up right now doesn't do this justice. Yeah. Right? This um this one I call crackalack and craw. And <laughs> and basically this is gonna be an orange and brown with a little bit of flash in there. But if you notice the trend that's going on here, all this is this is this is my version of something uh off a famous tube up in the Sturgeon oh, Bay area. Beautiful and basically man. it's an it's an amber colored um skirt with something that I started using a lot of in baits is um 
this this light purple color. Is just it like as a an UV, UV light purple? That's pretty. Yeah. So the point in all this, though, guys, everything, when you design something new and you say, this is what it's going to be. I, so I, I'm calling these jigs shape shifter jigs. And they're not changing shape, but I will tell you this. They're eight. They're only eighth ounce. Now, I want to tell you a couple things, and I want you to start paying attention to this when other bait makers talk about the jigs that they make. That eighth ounce jig is what that thing weighs out at before you add a skirt, paint, tie it up, all that type of stuff. That jig will weigh out after everything's all said and done at just under three sixteenths of an ounce, which, wow. which in a sixty degree eye, within a six with with a straight straight sixty degree eye on an eighth ounce one ounce jig head, you're not going to find anything that comes close to three sixteenths. But the reason these are going to be killer, and I've been using these since last summer. Is because I'm calling them shapeshifter because not only do things change shape, right? But they change, they also change color, right? And the concepts behind the color that I'm making is I my goal was to make color flow together as yeah. I've talked about forever. I walk the walk, I talk about it. That's how I create now. I've literally got 14 colors going right now that are lights out another level because they're gonna do two things. One, depending on the bottom contour they're going to change how they look depending on the light penetration in the water. It's going to change how they look. My jigs specifically are using pearls, uh, clear translucent type skirting materials that no different than what anyone else is using, but they're my designs, right? And it's all about the color and what they're going to do in the water for you. I have some really cool colors coming. I am selling them. Uh, and I have to get, I have to be fair. I've told everyone for the last year plus, I said, I don't sell jigs. But I'm going to tell you why I sell jigs now. I sell jigs now because I love doing this. Yeah. But I make $7 a month on YouTube, and that's not cutting the mustard for me anymore, right? I would like, I'm enjoying designing. Jig Squad is now going to be about me designing and having more fun conversations. But guys, I have some colors coming out with tightrope I've already told you about in their Baby Fireworks Super Jig. Another company I'll name in July, which will be a Southern company, will be yep. coming out with some of my colors and their existing jig designs. Um, but they are going to be available. So uh, they're thread tied. Um, they're, yeah. all, they're all custom painted by me. They're all tied by me. Um, there's a limited amount of material in these compared to other jigs. And but I'm going to tell you something. Look at look at that. It still looks full, but what it's going to do is it's going to allow for you to have more action uh, on the trailer that you decide to use. And you saw I actually put this. I mean, this is a little jig, guys. I mean, this looks different when you're holding it up, but this is a little jig. What's the um, hook? Mustad. A mustad. Yes. Okay. Cool. It is a mustad cool. hook. It's probably one of the most reliable hooks in the Mustad lineup and I've used it for a long time. I'm happy with it. And I just decided I'm not, I'm not going to switch out to a Gamagatsu or other things. I did try other hooks. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's why I didn't come out with these sooner because I tried other hooks and I'm just going to be honest. I made the decision that I was going to stick to the Mustads, which is what I've always used. So what yeah, what trailer, Omerta, less less is more, my dude. Right on. What 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 would what trailer would you pair that up with? Yeah, hella bass. You got to pin that one. 
I know. <laughs> All right. So let me, I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things that I've been pairing this size jig up a lot has been, you remember, Eric, you remember when I used to talk about using um, a piece of a Zoom uh, finesse worm? Sure. And I love a small section of me, a little less than a half of a Zoom finesse worm Very with this nice. jig. I like a single tail, but I will tell you what, the other one that's killer on the back end of this is the um the um max scent what is it little little trooper flatworm works really good on it oh man look after you're done with your flatworm and you can't drop shot it anymore yes that's break what I off did the with head that's and what just I did with put it on the, the back of this yeah yeah i caught I, one that was six doing guys that. i have so many cool colors in this and i'll be honest with you i i wanted to come out with these colors because i i want to be able to talk about translucency in silicone baits mm -hmm. and i knew that i couldn't do it unless i at least got out of the gate with some of my own stuff you met eric you remember you were talking about the um the clacky wacky yeah i think you were you you had talked about the clacky wacky months ago but you're like i ain't saying more about this until i'm done with this because <laughs> the, the rogues are all gonna take it in it, and on it goes. And no disrespect to anyone. I know. I don't matter, man. You know, imitation is a, is a, is yes. a former fly. I've never seen a clacky wacky. Maybe somebody's no. done it, but I, I, I thought that was a first, man. I don't know. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Jason so Jones. Just, what what does he say? Jason Jones says, the Chicago guy, I love supporting the tightrope guys and, and the rigs catch. Yeah. Jason, that's so true, buddy. And you know what the deal is? Like I said, I have two, I have two colors that are going to be coming out. Actually, I'm just going to We'll, we'll we'll wait a little bit to talk about the colors, but they're going to come out in the baby fireworks super jig. Heck and, yeah, um, man! They're killer. They're they're super killer. They're my style. One one color for sure falls in line with this translucency that I'm talking yeah, about. Right on, man. Um, and it is it is going to be it's an absolute banging color for the Great Lakes. That's all I'm going to say about it. It is not a classic green pumpkin, but it is going to be an absolute fish slayer. On the Great Lakes, and it's different than anything else that they have going right now. So they're gonna be so, two unique jig squad colors in this right baby fireworks super jig. So so you designed the, the, this eighth ounce that you're that you're, you're that you're working with. Yes. When are you gonna fish that? Like where? Like flats okay. when the fish are up. I mean, talk to us. Yes, okay. So two things. One, um, I designed this originally uh because I had a friend that it more it morphed into what the design became. I designed this to make a small micro jig for a friend that says, "Hey, he showed me a picture of the the missile baby Ikes and all those baby baits." He goes, "Yeah, I, I want this for X River," and I said, "Okay, I'm going to start making these." Well, if I'm going to make them, I got to start testing them, right? right? So I I've told him, I said, "I'm ready to go." Like I'm making these and I've tested them and. A lot of the colors are colors that I've had for a while, right? I've just been holding on to them. And um, so river systems, current-based systems where you're going to be working uh, current, right? Lifts, pulls, uh, current seams, these things are going to excel. Um, and the reason is because I designed them to be an eighth ounce because you can add weight to your jig however you so please, but mm -hmm. you can't take weight away, right? Yeah. So you want to have – I like – Eighth ounce in a river system does amazing things in current. And yeah. I wanted a smaller profile in that micro football jig category. 
But what I also figured out that they're good for is then in open water situations, similar to where people uh, are fishing smallmouth uh, with a Ned rig. Yeah. So basically it came down to me creating it, creating something to say, I want to create something that is going to be able to condense a little bit. Right. Um, yep. And not be this big bulky profile. Um, but also you could do a couple different things with this. If you lift and pull this in deeper water, um, you could fish it differently than a Ned rig. And the reason is because you're going to get this different movement than you're ever going to get out of a Ned, right? Ned is very specific in terms of what you're trying sure. to do. But what sure. this bait is going to do, you could fish it on the bottom like a Ned, but you can also lift it up and allow it to float back down with subcurrents in the water. Deeper water mm -hmm. is always going to have subcurrents. But in order to do that, you need something lighter. You can't be throwing a 3 8 ounce jig in order to get those same types of functions. So I, I basically wanted to create a finesse jig that you could fish in river systems for slip and current. Yeah. Um, but then also it became something that you can use in deep, deep water or shallow water, obviously. Oh, for um, sure. On the Great Lakes. And it's why I decided not to use a weed guard, guys. There's no weed guard in these. Yeah. Some people are going to be like, we, I need a weed guard in my jigs. Well, Mike Murphy doesn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, I'm going to make these. Now, keep in mind, the original request for these was from a friend. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't even have them yet. Right. So now I have a whole bunch to give them. Um, yeah. I, I needed to make sure that they worked and did what I wanted them to do. And, um, and they do. So now, now the thing is, then I start designing colors. And I'm like, well, you know, everyone likes, I call them um, FTPs for the people, right? People, what do people want? They want black and blue. They want all these standard colors. Well, I don't like the standard colors sometimes. <laughs> I like, I like these other things. So, but because I'm making this as a micro football and I believe it should be fished on the bottom, lifted up, trying to allow that skirt to do what it's going to do, right? In a smaller flow, profile. man. The flow. A, right. So basically you're, you're not looking at a bait fish pattern. You're looking more at a craw pattern. That's so I right. said, well, how can I change some standard crawfish colors and patterns? Like as an example, blue craw, right? Yeah. How am I going to take blue craw and make that into something that involves my style of translucency and, and it's going to help change based on the bottom, which is going to help it blend in more. So when you're oh, yeah. moving this on the bottom, and it, yeah. and, it, and it blends in a little bit more and the fish is looking at it and it's going to go, it's moving. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure what it is. I'm going for it. I'm eating it. Yes. And that was the goal behind it. I don't know. People are going to say, you really put that much thought in it? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did because I don't want to make something that everyone else is making. That's yeah. the truth. And so, so I decided say to do it. When you say slipping current, like slipping seams, talk to me, man. I'm not a okay. I'm not so, a, I'm not a river smallmouth expert. I mean, I understand what a seam is from like fly fishing. So talk to me. Similar, very similar concept, right? So when you're fishing a jig, and let's say you're coming up to um, a current, a current in, in a smaller riverine type system, right? Yeah. And which is typically means you're going to have faster flowing water, right? Yeah. Most, a lot of times because there's less depth than you're going to find in larger rivers. The reason sure. you don't see as much current, you think you don't see as much current sure. in larger river systems is because the, the depth. Smaller yeah, river there. systems are not going to be as deep. So it's going to visually look like there's more current and the 
Um, so what we do is it's no different than fly fishing. You're going to cast um, upstream of an eddy that you see. And as yep. that eddy meets that, that current seam, I want to be on that because that's where the fish are at, right? Right. So you can, you can either fish in the eddies or a lot of times those fish are going to be on the current seams right behind, like bridges is a classic example. Yep. The backside of bridges, you're going to get a, um, a, a certain amount of rise in terms of the bottom contour, but you're also going to get that current running along the side of that yeah. material accumulation yeah. behind the bridge pile. Yeah. So those seams are deadly. And yeah. you can, once you start getting in the water in a river where you would be wading, you're, yeah. you're basically starting to learn where all these little rocks and nooks yeah, and slight little dips are. Well, when crime that happens, lies. Crime lies, for sure. Yes. And I call that slip and current, which is different than mm. what the fly guys are going to call it. But I, yeah. I call I, it whenever I like you're... It yeah, whenever you're you're whenever you're slipping a jig or pulling a jig through a current seam, it's a very touch and feel thing. Yeah. And and the magic, like you talk to a steelheader like Travis and all his split shots, right? Yeah. What's the purpose of all those split shots for steelheaders? Well, their goal, and you know this, Eric, their goal yeah. is to get that slow drift, yeah, multiple split shots That's underneath right. their float to get yep. the, the perfect drift. Yep this jig becomes your tool to do that with a spinning rod because you don't want a heavier jig. You want a lighter jig that you're able to lift and bump along and that current. Yeah. Right. right on. Um, and it's going to be able to move, but you could do that with like a three eighth ounce jig. But the reality is you, you're, you're, um, it's the fall. It's going to fall right back down. Right. It's, you're, a, hung, it's up. Be, you're hung up a lot. Yes, you're hung up a lot. So when you go with a lighter jig, you're not going to get hung up as much. But yeah. what it teaches you is to really, you've got to feel, you've yeah. got, it's not, I don't want to call it tight lining, but you've got to, you've got to learn to work your bait as it goes along with that. And Kind of, kind of, it's tight lining. I mean, that's, that's how I fly fish, man. I think that, you know, it's a great example. It is it's great. I just want to understand from your perspective, you know, slipping current seams. It's cool. I like it. This I get is, it. And and the materials like right up my alley, um, like the amount, um, I don't know, man. I'm super, I'm super excited about. It. What did Anthony say here? He goes, um, got to start working the corners, Jason. It's honestly not a bad gig. Money's decent. Great point by Anthony. <laughs> corners are definitely va valuable. Um, oh, let's see. Gary is saying, I'm wondering if a shad dart type head with sparse tie would fish well in the current. So, Gary, the concept is, right, Eric, let's double team on this. The concept of a darter head is that it's going gonna, it's gonna to break through the current uh, easier, right? right. Um, how drastic is that? It's not that drastic. It's not that you can't do it with a different styled head. But what it is going to do, and I want you guys to keep this in mind, it's also going to allow you to fish um, lighter, uh, uh, different line, right? Mm -hmm. Because your line it might be one of the biggest areas of resistance and heavier current yeah. um, for you being able to work your bait appropriately or, or how you want. You right know? on. I like it. Um, Kuda. Good stuff, man. Yeah, dude, this is, this is what I've been doing. And I have so much, these are just the ones that I put. If you guys want to see good little snips of the colors, uh, go on Instagram. They're there. Uh, the orange craw is called, called crackalack and craw. I'm calling this like a purple goby. And then this is a ghost blue craw. Yeah. So, 
Um, and there's a lot of other good ones coming, you guys. I'm gonna have fun with this. This is supposed to be fun. So, like, you see Eric having fun with all his creations on the bass lab. Hey, what what would happen? What would happen? You know what, Eric? Maybe we gotta do this. Yeah. What would happen if maybe we I, we do a little consultation and I get some color ideas for you, and then I yeah. I make a specific epic color. Yeah. Yes, I think we need to do it. And the only Let's place they'll be available will be on the Bass Lab. Bravo. Not man. never to be available anywhere else again. I love it. I I got some colors I need. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Are you I think it'd be fun. A one eight three sixteenths. Well, like what sizes are coming? One eight, eight three sixteenth or eight just ounce eight? for sure to start. Yep. Um, in time it may go up to that three sixteenths or quarter. Okay. But for now it's just gonna <laughs> be. Gators Adventure says Jig Lab. <laughs> jig, lab. jig Lab. Jig Lab collab. <laughs> jig Lab. Jig Lab collab. I, I, you know, you guys, here's the thing. You got to understand something. One, some of the funnest times I've had with Jig Squad is when, you know, Eric was around, right? And the thing is, Eric never really went anywhere. Eric was just fishing tournaments. And I, Eric, I've told the story. Like I told everyone, I go, Eric and I had a discussion and I, I had said, I'm like, hey, I got to figure out what I want to do when you're not there. Do I want to run it on my own? Do I want to bring in another host when you were doing tournaments last year in 2022? Yep. yep. And um, so, like I said, guys, nothing, nothing ever, nothing ever left guys come back. And I'll tell you what, it's like, it's like Eric never left. And, and so the goal is going to be after we get to midpoint of this year, um, Eric's one person I'd like to have on more frequently. Right. Um, yeah. And other people too. And joining in and just hanging out and BS and I think it'd be fun. There's not a better creative mind in the in the in the lure lure making game than Eric. And um, oh, I appreciate that. Thanks, Kuda. It's a lot of fun. Like he inspires me. He always has, and I have more fun when he's around. I just do <laughs> because That's I like awesome, seeing man. Eric get excited. You guys, so like. He, <laughs> He geeks I, out about it, and like I do, I do, I do, I do, man, I do. I saw Omerita in the comments. He's making some great stuff, man. I, I I can't wait to see some of his creations come out, man. I love the garage guys, man. It's what I'm all about, dude. You know, it's like that's that's why I think I love a lot of the JDM stuff because it's so unique. There's a lot of thought that goes oh, yeah. into it. You really thought about your jig. You have a purpose for your jig. You're really thinking about your colors. You're thinking about the design, the flow. Uh, it's, it's, it's the essence of what jig squad is. And, um, it's nice to see the other makers joining in and having commentary, man. This is where I get my bait fixed, dude. You yeah, know, I mean, it's, so, you know, Eric is so fun because here's the thing. A lot of things become a grind sometimes in business and yeah, yes, I'll be honest with you. Uh, there's a couple things, right. And Eric, I, let's see, what else do I have to load off on this night? So people understand, like I said, jig Squad's not going anywhere. But it is going to change come June. It's just going to be different. We're going to be on, but we're going to have more people on BSing. Maybe we might even have three or four people on BSing. There you go. Um, that would be fun. I just want I just want all you guys in chat to have a good time and have have fun um, with it too. And I know sometimes the interviews, like it's sometimes it's rinse and repeat, right? And then um, so that happens too. All right, Tom Morehouse, fluorocarbon line only with a micro jig. Um. No, I wouldn't say floral only, but I do think um, you could definitely go braid to a floral leader. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I like um, I like that Berkeley nanofill on the rivers, on small river systems. I yeah. really like that Berkeley nanofill. 
Um, uh, and I, I, I use that nano fill uh, for like speckled trout fishing down in the outer banks. Do yeah. I, I throw the six pound nano fill to a 10 pound Yozuri disappearing pink fluorocarbon leader. And I you whack probably cast that thing half a mile. I use a, a Nix, a Nix custom rod. He lives in the outer banks. He used to be the shop guy manager at TW's down there, which was one of the biggest tackle stores in the Outer Banks. And I walked in and I was looking for a trout rod. It's like seven and a half feet. And it's super whippy because, you know, trout have a really soft mouth. And and he turned me on to the CI4, like it's a 1000. And, you know, yeah. I could have a bunch of line on that thing. Dude, I whip a little jig as far as I want. I'll cast everybody. So if they're on a oyster bar, out of casting distance for all the other trout guys, man. I can get it going, man. And are we done with nanofill? Um, Hella's saying is nanofill discontinued, and I knew some of the colors. I thought some of uh, the colors. I were. use white. I use the white nanofill. The chartreuse in the nanofill is discontinued. I don't okay. know why they did that. I use I, I use the white. I so. thought the white was still out there. I I don't know. I haven't bought any in a while because it lasts so damn long. It does you know? last forever. And you know what? Here's the thing. When you're able to go smaller diameter, and I know Eric's talking about using the outer banks, but think of it like this too, guys. The reason I like nanofill in the river systems is because um, that smaller diameter, it cuts current so good. Heck yeah. It allows you to have better contact with your bait. Yeah. Um, all right. Six how or eight or 10, what do you use in, in nanofill, Kuda? I like I like eight. Um, I just do. Um, but okay. I have a friend that likes six, you know, so I just Except like the, eight because it's, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. So do, do, uh, hello, Bass, Josh Bertrand, do some of the pros use that as their braid? I'm really curious because uh, it doesn't seem, at least in the six pound, to be very abrasion resistant. <laughs> Same thing in the eight. It just, yeah, it I used like it power pro or Cortland. Eric, the first time I used it. Yeah, uh, this is no joke. It was last summer um, up in Mille Lacs, and we're up there fishing. And we go out one day with Jim DeRosa, who's a guide yeah. up there. He used to run a podcast show um, out of Chicago for like 25, 30 years, right? Yeah. Very well-known guy in Midwest fishing scene. But Jim moved up there, and he's a guide, and he's helped out the kids from our high school and uh, with their bass fishing team. Well, Jim's up there. So Jim yeah. says, hey, I'm taking you guys out. You know, you, just a couple of you are coming on the boat with me. So my one day, my buddy's in there, and I jump in the boat with my buddy, and then Jim DeRosa, the guy, and he he's like, he doesn't want us to bring our rods. Well, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want to bring my own hair jig rod. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like I had to do it. But nonetheless, so I go on his boat, I'm using his stuff. Well, it's all Berkeley and Abu Garcia stuff, right? So the first cast I make with, like, a swim jig, like, a I don't know, a Kitek, right? I casted this spinning rod and I, I was just sat there for a second. I tapped my buddy on the shoulder. I go, um, this might be the furthest casting line I've ever used in my life. One simple cast. I was like halfway across the lake. And I said, what line is on this Jim? Because this, I like, it was that noticeable. It wasn't even like, wow, that's kind of smooth. No, it was the smoothest line I've ever used in my entire life. Wow. It was that good. Wow. I, and I love it now, but hell is telling me I got a stockpile it because it might be going away. So the, the chartreuse is going away. 
for sure this our truce I heard was gone. Um, but yeah, why? You, like I just could you just up. dunk the whole spool and dip and die? <laughs> you know, to be honest I, with you, I wonder what that would do. I bet you maybe it would work. <laughs> would it like destroy the line? Would it melt your whole spool? Well, only it's one just dying. <laughs> no, out. get some of your old line. Like if you're about to change it and like and experiment and see if it just you know explodes. <laughs> like I, smoke. Oh gosh, it's hilarious. It's interesting. So, all right, Eric, what do you have coming up? Uh, okay. What's coming up for tournaments? Yeah, great what else question. Do you have going. Man, so uh, I've got we got some championships. We got to jump into one more cat uh tournament on uh anywhere in north carolina to qualify for their championship we've already qualified for the angler's choice championship and okay. we've already qualified for the collins championship so multiple championships uh around may and then we got a few in september and maybe one in november and then a very lot of tournaments nice. in between so yeah very so nice and, to it, man and of course you're doing everything you can to hold down Posting and advertising in the Smallmouth Crush Show. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and Travis is finishing his final Good stages Lord. of transitioning. He's out of control, man. I mean, I get it. It's a big project. So, yeah, man, hopefully he'll get back on point, start yeah. to get out of the water. I hope to Make be fishing with tournament? him a little bit here soon. Yeah, he's going to fish. I'd like to jump in one or two with him. I know Riz okay. wants to jump in a couple. So okay. I'm looking forward because last year I fished a tournament while you were offline. Um, Riz from the Bass University, and you know, I've been on the show a couple times, so we got to yeah. know each other a little bit. Sure, and uh, Riz said, Hey man, you want to jump in a derby with me? And we did it last fall, and uh, we practiced in absolute downpour most of the day, <laughs> cold weather. I like yeah. literally was drenched, but we started out, and you know, look, I'm on Riz's boat, so I I'm in the back, I'm not saying much, and um. He's fishing areas that I would fish in the fall. So, you okay. know, fishing some of the same things. I, it was really cool to watch because he fishes the upper bay way more than I do. But I've had a lot of experience up there. Sure. And the fish, to me, chase the shad in the fall. And they start to migrate to the backs of creeks. Where okay. is the concentration of shad? And what are they tuned into? You know, I've won a couple championships there in this time frame. And so, you know, like we're not getting bites and we're fishing cherry prime stuff. And I'm like, man. I'll ask the bass heads on the stream. We had a cold front, a lot of shad present. They were not biting power style bait. What did I catch my first bass on? It's a balsa bait, and it's made by a very famous company. And I've talked about this a ton. I throw it in the spring, and I'll throw it again in the fall when it gets tough. It's the shad wrap. And I caught, wrap. caught a fish on a shad wrap. And then so... We approached the dock, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull out the River Rat spinnerbait. Threw it in chartreuse shad nasty because the wind was blowing like 15. It had, it had dirtied up the water a little bit. I had, a, uh, I think, a 3-inch, 2.8, no, 3-inch, three 3-inch three, 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 three inch Strike King. I forget what the size is. It's the three. It's about 3 inches. Rage and uh, caught like a, yeah, Rage Water. Caught a 4.5 on it. And I'm like, nice. that's that's all I needed to see. I'm like, I know what they want. I know where they're lying. <laughs> And we went to work and, um, you know, I caught a, I caught about a five on a Marty Burns balsa crankbait. This one right here. It's a, uh, it's a pretty, it's a flat side, but it is a, a thicker flat side. If you will, okay. it's not a skinny one. It casts like a champ. I threw it in a shad color. You notice the red hook. 
a mm-hmm. Gamakatsu red hook, which uh, is actually gold underneath once they chew the shit out of it. Okay. Uh, that was a practice fish. And then I cut another river rat uh, four, four and a half uh later in the day out of a grass bed so we eliminated some areas we narrowed it down riz made the great calls man and uh we had a limit pretty quick uh in one of the one of the areas we fished i don't know he went on a tear with a rattle trap and i was smoking him on this crankbait nice. and then with like 15 minutes to go um we're within side of the ramp i'm throwing that same crankbait and i catch like a five and change and uh oh, wow. we, we we weighed in 2481 in a maryland river that's a that mighty was, bag. That was the bag of the year. And we got the big fish too. Year. So the whole year. Biggest bag That's weighted cool. in that tournament series. In that tournament series, it might have been the biggest bag in a tournament up there, but that was the big bag for that tournament series all year, including in the spring where you get the mega bags up there. So that was the first time we'd ever fished together. That's great. Because a lot I of feel- times the biggest bags that come out of those tournaments are like high 22s, maybe 23, low 23. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I never heard anything higher than 20. Actually, I even heard even people 23s lately. Yeah. Riz made, all, he made, he made great calls, man. Dude is a stick and uh, it was really fun fishing with him, man. So I said, Riz, you know, we talked about it after tournament. Like, dude, we just fished our first tournament together. We won it and weighed in the bag of the year and we got big fish. Hey. I'm like, I think we should just drive the mic and never fish together again. <laughs> like, cause what if we suck? That would stink. <laughs> So we got two questions here. I'm going to get to JP Harrell's in one second, but Tom's saying, what braid are you using on the NRX 852s? Yes. And um, the recoil guides tear up my Alberto knot. Ah, that is, recoil guides are tough on, on you know, if you're trying to drop shot for sure. I agree or whatever you're trying to do. Um, yeah. But JP, yeah, I throw, um, I think that day I threw the number six. Cause I like it just a little bit bigger that number five is small. And I, I, I always throw it on a spinning rod and I'll throw number five Gamakatsu round bends on my shad wraps, almost exclusively. Red. I'll throw a red one on the, on the belly hook and I'll throw a bronzy on the back. Almost, okay. almost all the time. I, for me, it's a confidence thing. People are like red disappears in the water. Y- yeah, no, it doesn't. I'm fishing like four to six feet <laughs> and sometimes two right. foot. Or one foot. So, uh, yeah, my minus one the other day, I was out with Billy Kramer. And this was really cool. Um, This is a color thing, Cuda. So I'm throwing a very popular super shallow crankbait. And, um, you know, it was more orange. So I took a red Sharpie and uh, actually took a dye pen. Colored it first so it had the garlic smell. And then I let it dry. And then I went over it with the red Sharpie. And, dude, I was burning it through the grass. And they were throating it. And uh, my buddy Kramer, I was helping him practice for his tournament. And he goes, uh, he made me, because we're throwing the same bait, by the way. He made me cut off my bait. And I'm like, dude, yours is sinking. He goes, don't they make a sinking version of that bait? I'm like, Kramer, this is your fir- first fucking day on the water? No, they don't make a sinking version. You cracked it. You Have you ever been with a guy that throws a, 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 a like they got a great bait and it might even be plastic. <laughs> And they're fishing grass, and then they smack the hell out of the bait to get the grass off. Like, they're mad at the bait. It's like, bah, 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 bah. like oh, you're hurting me, man. Because, look, <laughs> even plastic baits, you can get a plastic bait that is uber-tuned up. They are not all the same, even though they come out of a machine. Wood baits, for sure, you will find differences in wood baits. The density, oh, yeah. 
what hunts a little bit more. You know, it's a lighter weight right. balsa versus a denser balsa. Wood is just, just magic and wood. Plastic, even plastic baits can catch them better than others. So it was hurt me. And I'm like, you have obviously smacked the shit out of baits so much. It's got a crack and there's water in it. Or it just quit right. on you because it doesn't want to float anymore. And I was throwing it on a seven to one. He was throwing it on like a, I don't know, a five. He throws it on really slow reel. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So depth, speed and cadence. And, you know, I was basically reeling five times and popping it. I was giving right. it action. It's it hunts because of the design of the bait, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I was burning it. I was burning it. So if you were lucky That's enough so to get awesome. one of my uh, uh, super shallow crankbait packs, you, you got one of them in there. So nice. Um, yeah, they're they're sold out. But that that'd be the time to bring out another super shallow because they're they get shallow in the spring on our rivers, man. And mm -hmm. if you ain't throwing like a minus one style bait, and there's another little there's a bunch of sneaky baits I have in the super shallow. I've plumb the depths of super shallow crankbaits japan <sighs> domestic and other and i found some gems and some yeah, are awesome. discontinued and some are still made it's nice buddy what yeah. i have a, i i have this in the back of my head and i don't know what this looks like but and this is i'm not trying to change off a of cranks here because i like yeah yeah, yeah. what what are there any lakes on the wish list for legendary lakes that you might hit this summer or fall because I know spring's a big one. You start the process in the spring for yeah. the legendary lakes touring. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh mostly down in, you know, uh I was in Florida. Well, Florida in for Florida. sure. Florida, I went to the Kissimmee chain. Yeah. And uh I did a little video with uh with Eric Larry Gore. and them. Yeah, with Eric Gorino from Uncle Larry Outdoors. He used to be Eric the intern on the Ike Live show. And uh he did a great edit for me, but that was the Kissimmee chain with Garrett Rockamora. And mm -hmm. then, um, so that was a brand new body of water. It was a really cool chain of lakes. I'd love to go back. Didn't hit it great. Um, Garrett Rockamora is probably, he is without question, the best flipper that I've ever watched flip a bait, flip and pitch. Okay. He pitched it like, like he reels. What does he do? He reels, he reels with his left hand. Oh no. Yeah. Wait a minute. He was able to cast left-handed and never switch hands and click it. With, I, I didn't even know how he did it, man. I wish I filmed it, but That's it was ridiculous. Wild. Yeah, I never touched the bait. It was just like a machine. And like he put it right next to a reed clump every time. It was, ah. it was, and I think we must have flipped a thousand. We both caught one each. Oh, wow. So, and Garrett wins a lot of tournaments down there, team tournaments How's he down really? there because of his flipping prowess so it was we caught some fish don't get me wrong we caught some nice ones fives and six he caught a, a seven and change i think yeah um at the end of the day on a senko so, so now are you was, gonna go are you gonna go north or northwest at all for um, sure like for I, sure. I do you have things in your head that you want to hit this fall basically i guess is what i'm getting at. that's a great question man yeah i'm i'm grinding the the, the concept would be i gotta get to texas somehow so okay. uh Sean Hernke, the guy I mentioned that, uh, and here's a better picture of the ditch melon because I, I have it out of the Yeah, yeah I want to put this up because I really am, I love this color. Yeah, so a um, little bit of a pearl white belly and then a lot of gold in that bait. Can you see the gold? Yes. And then, you know, heavy orange up top with the kicker blade. So I'd like to go to Texas to meet Elroy Kruger. Sean Hernke, who I hired a long time ago to do a bass class with me down in Texas, my first time in texas 
I fished Lake Conroe in Texas, where they had the okay. Bassmaster Classic, where Jordan Lee won. <coughs> um, Sean taught me how to bed fish, and okay. I took one of my recruiters. It was kind of a trip that I did. I wanted to learn, and one of my yeah. recruiters that worked out of Texas wanted to go bass fishing with me, so we I hired Sean, and uh, we did like I did two days with him, and Charlie did one, and we caught some hammer dogs, man. First nice. time I ever saw a beaver. And you uh, and you're good going down there in the fall. It doesn't have to be a early spring. You know, you, yeah, you'd always like to go someplace when it's supposed to be on fire, right? You know, right. but it, at some point, I got to just start making the journey out west. So I got to right. I got to think through it. You know, run a business, so that's that's a consideration too. And you know, um, I'd love to right. have my wife fly and meet me places. You know, but I I definitely sure. want to head out there, see my bro, see my daughter. And uh, meet it with some of the people that, uh, you know, uh, Kentucky Lake is on it. I'd love to meet Darius King. Um, I've got the list upstairs. I haven't thought through it. I keep delaying it. But at least I made it to Kissimmee Chain <laughs> this <Right>. spring, right? <laughs> I got one more off the list. I had to make it to the Kissimmee Chain. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's great. And I think, well, I'm assuming, I mean, well, so I know Travis made mention about possibly trying to get a couple of, of uh tournaments in um or some competitions with you yeah on the Chesapeake but you know yeah. what's funny is I know he's gonna be up there up north quicker before we even know it right so oh, you're probably yeah. gonna head up north at some point too oh later sure. in the summer for sure for sure yeah yeah Which is it, good. we might try to get back you know because we did the dirty 30 last year got the fish yep. bank parker which was really incredible yeah um, that was cool that was sure cool. Don't sleep on that Ned rig, man. That uh, Leal General, that thing is—it's a little bit fatter than your Z-Man Ned. Yeah, and of course it's got Maxent. And I'll tell you this much, man: it gets big bites. So, um, and I threw everything I threw that day. Another yeah. little tip for you guys was not on the Ned head, and Travis has never used it. I threw it on the Z-Man football head. That's a bad little bitch. And I, of course, of course, you know me. I tie a little material on all my shit. And I used an old school grub. Oh, I was see, whacking the chair. Now, you, now that, you made my day for I the dirt that. for the dirty thirty. That's that's one of the things I threw a lot. Now Hank asked us when we came out on his boat, out of respect to Berkeley and his you know premier sponsor, he said he only had one rule: didn't care what rod and reel or line we used, right? Because he's all Berkeley and yeah. in Abu Garcia. Uh, but he said, just use my, just use Berkeley plastics. And so I was happy to use the little general and, uh, I caught the first several fish. I, you know, I found them and I had to dead stick to get a bite. Uh, really? the very next day after we caught the dirty 30 and we wore them out there. It might've been a few days after that, actually. It might've been the That's next time. It was like the next Eric, I'll tell you something about grubs though. Yeah. Well, two things. One, I mean, the Maxent stuff is just, it's good. But yeah. separate from that, I so my you guys, I'll I'll tell you the truth. My 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 grub was not my grub was not not Maxent. It was regular old. The power bait grub is one of the best out there. It really good. is. They're, very good. It just catches fish. I mean, it's power bait. Power bait. Who there's not one person in the room that hasn't had good luck with power bait over the years. But their grub has been phenomenal over the years, and For I sure. love it on the Great Lakes. It used to be two primary things. Uh, a grub in a tube and I'm, there was nothing like swimming a grub and doing mm. things and in, in current situations i'd still to this day will fish a grub on the on the river systems but i really like people, the, um, people forgot about the grub dude like, I you know it's, it's funny it's out of a lot favor. Of why 
You know, I I don't I know. Mean, I mean, right? It, like it's Ned Mania, and I picked up that grub. It was a G tail grub, by the way, and it was Rich. a little Jap. It was a Japanese G tail grub because it came in like this sand color. Dude, they ate the shit up because I bought it because it looked like a goby. The G tail grub, anything called like a tab tail, G- similar similar style. Tail G tail, yeah. I mean. I'm telling you, I don't know what happened. Like, I really like the one I really like a lot now, but I have to scent it up. Um, I really like the um Zoom it Fat was, Elder Grub. That's was, my uh, that's my new one grub. Of my favorite. One of my favorites of all time. There you go. I, the Yamamoto grub did me right for years. I used and to do that thing on the Potomac, man. Oh, oh yeah, God, the tail's so thin, so soft. But the fat Albert's badass too, man. Avocado. Avocado. Okay, here's the tail. So this is this is a rains. This is the G tail in their oh. ringworm, but this will give you a, a sense of the shape. And yeah, this is yeah, a yeah. color that I really like because this is called cola, but it's a, it's a chameleon. You see that pinkish? It kind of goes from brown to pink. Oh yeah, I love a I love a color shift. Chameleon, and it's really hard to find anymore um, because as I, as I understand it, chameleon dye stains bait makers um equipment so they don't really so there there's the g tail see the little g on the end i'll try to do it yeah here. dude see the end of it it's 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 and the, the grub is much bigger it's like a three and a half inch grub and it came in the sand color and they always put shrimp stuff in these so but a ringworm for you bass nuts oh yeah dude that and you're struggling on our rivers anybody who fishes the potomac or upper bay in the summer dog oh, yeah. days or during the spawn that little joker right there is a forgotten bait and it, it will kick some ass i have worn them out man you can go behind people and just do work so there's a little bass tip for you dudes why do you that, think uh, eric why do you think Things like the grub, and I'm not saying tube because I think some people think tubes went away. I never thought yeah. they went away. I've I've always used them, but for the grub, a lot of a lot of people went away for a grub. I'll tell you why. I think there's been an evolution of things that people started using is yeah. trailers and in other systems. Um, the Ned bait unquestionably, but the other thing that came along that started changing things, you know, Baxter the back the bait man talked about man, this yeah. in the show years ago. But when they started coming out with the beaver tail baits as trailers yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. that changed a lot of things. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, what were some other profile baits that came along that started to change? People just using simple grub tails. Um, Dang, obviously, in that, it oh, just you know, sure. it, it feels like there's been so many revolutionary. Well, I don't necessarily want to say revolutionary, but there's been these new, there's been the standout things that have happened in the in the bait industry. Ned bait being one of them, chatter baits another. Um, but in terms of other plastics, beaver styled baits that maybe you didn't classify as like uh the brush hogs and stuff like that. But yep. just those baits have become that category of baits have launched entire new categories themselves. Yeah, and I just think people moved away from a grub, they weren't new anymore. Yep. How many people fish a straight a classic worm anymore? Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. I agree. I mean, the Berkeley four-inch power worm. Holy hell! I would yeah. throw that on a uh, on a Oldham's screw lock unpainted okay. jig head that I would take a sharpie before I threw it, eighth ounce always, and it had a wire weedless keeper on it. And um, 
I pitched that around docks, man, after people had gone through and fished the dock, and I'd fucking wear them out. I stopped throwing shit like that. Why did I stop throwing stuff like that? They didn't stop biting it. No, right. Eric, you, know, so you, you, told, you told John 8-ounce bullet weight. Uh, yeah. with, well, you said 8-ounce bullet weight yep. um, with the J-Ben hook, one odd or yep. two odd. Yep. And then I think JP was saying um, he was wondering the same thing. But what about what weight and pegged or unpegged? How about that? Um, I'd probably for that one, if I was in cover, I'd peg it. If I was not in cover un unpeg. Okay. And then line size, what do you typically, man, you know, you can get away with 12 pound Copali or, or fluoro, but you know, right. 10, 10 will probably get you a few more bites if you're brave enough. And if you're really brave, eight will get you a whole lot more bites. <laughs> I know. Look at here. Andrew, Andrew makes a good comment here. This here's another rep, um, category of bait that's become insanely popular. Um, and spawned a whole nother category of baits. Everyone's throwing a paddle tails now instead of a grub. You're probably yeah. right, dude. Yeah, true, 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 true. But it was good, it was really interesting just on a naked ball head jig and or a jig head that I tied a little bit of material on. You know mm -hmm. me, I'm gonna put some crystal flash in there. You know me, I can't help myself. Right. You can't Maybe leave a little it alone. feather wrap. Well, like the shaky jig worm, right. right? I'm gonna do the same thing on the football head. Yes. And man, on a grub, they couldn't, they didn't leave it alone. It was out fishing it. I'm just telling you. That's so awesome. I was doing some work, man. I was, yeah, it was doing work. <coughs> it was very cool. Very cool. Eric, I'm, uh, I'm going to start wrapping this up. Let's, this yeah. summer, this summer, let's do some just, uh, we'll call them banter nights or something. And then we'll get some yeah. other people on. And then we'll just BS and hang out. I think, um, I feel that, um, no matter what, Jig Squad is going to incorporate that into the experience. Um, I think like topics like this tonight where we just keep talking about different baits or however it flows is fun. Um, but it's all bait talk. You know, the one thing no one's ever gotten on here is a lot of BS ever. Like we, we talk, it's baits, right? Damn so right, I, dude, we held up a lot thing. of shit today. You know, There's this is one of the, this is one of the things <laughs> from, um, this is one of the things and, uh, who was it? Duseki Ayuko, or I can't remember his name, Okay, but they, were they were throwing that Q bait. He had like a squid bait today that he was throwing on um, Murray for spawners. And this was, this is a squid bait from uh, Nico. Nico. And dude, out of spawning fish? Holy shit. I'm putting that to work, man. What's, Hell does he, yeah. Eric, I remember when he was on the show on, on yeah. Smallmouth Crush. Yeah. The Nico guy. Yeah. And that squid bait, it comes in two sizes, right? Yeah, they got a big one too. There's a but big that one. size, I mean, look it's at that perfect. thing. I know, right? Right? And I, I got it on a chartreuse. I mean, it's ugly on the chartreuse. I just oh, no, on, dude. I but, you know, I mean, A, it's visible. I, I can't imagine if you put that in a largemouth bed, they'd want to, because it floats. <laughs> that shit would be going like this. Ooh, and you know, they, they'd never seen it. Would I it work? I look That's the that. shit that. Like, if I lived on a pond and I ran a YouTube channel, this is the shit that I'd be filming. Crazy, absolutely like that. I'd be what putting if... these blades on a football jig. I'd be dragging that stuff around. And that's what I like to do, different stuff, man. What would you hold up? A pack of switchblades? Yeah, switch. Oh, you were off when I did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I Was it John DeMay? John sent me some football jigs from Dim okay. Jigs. And he goes, dude, try switchblade on a football jig. And I did it. And it was in practice because Scooter was like, if you throw that in turn, I'm going to hit you. And I'm like, okay, man, let me just fuck around for a second. 
I just want to drag a jig around. You know what I mean? Because we were catching them on crankbaits. And so I was dragging it, and it came through the rocks extremely well. And he goes, look, we're leaving right now. Because he doesn't ever stay around long enough for me to do anything like that. You know what right. I mean? It's target practice, and we're <laughs> gone. Boom, boom, run. boom. 50, 60. St- oh, dude, it's go, 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 go time. That's so go, great. Go yep. Oh, yep. gosh. All right. Well, listen, this summer. Good uh, stuff, man. Yeah, we're thanks for having me on, again. Bro. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for holding down the fort as I you got it. Congrats tried to figure on... out the broken electronics. It, it just required me to restart the computer. <laughs> no know. worries, man. Congrats Simple on the new thing. jig. I think that's very thanks, cool. You got it, man. You got it. And uh, I am headed up to. Uh... Oh, look at that, man. What maybe, a new, maybe a new color. River at. Black Knight, bro. Oh, yeah. I have with a couple black, of cool with black blades. What? I anyway, have, I have a series of uh four different baits that are have black in them that will be coming out in that jig. Nice, nice. So, yep, it's gonna be fun. So yeah. Um, yep. listen, buddy, I appreciate you a ton. I'm sure everyone's oh, happy man. to see you and again. Uh, in any capacity that they can, bud. But let's hook up this summer and you got it, get man. back at it a little more. We'll we'll bring some other people on and have some fun, all right? I love it, man. Thanks, Kuda. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Great comments, man. Thanks for letting me get my bait talk on. This is some of my favorite stuff to do. You guys know it. I know I rambled a little bit, but uh, what are you going to do? Broke electronics, Kuda. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's me, funny, dude. Man. That's my name. <laughs> Guys, BassLab, BigCartel.com. Yeah. Our link is also available down in the description. But we um we appreciate you very much. And uh yeah, man. And support your local bait makers, man. Like oh like exactly right. Omerta, and all the guys that are doing stuff out of the garages, man, making stuff right here in the good old US of A, even though even if a hook's made in China, dudes, there's they're they're doing stuff here, man. So and that's right. personally the the garage stuff is the best stuff made man in my opinion man there's a lot of thought that goes into these bait makers designs and uh it just it's it's, it's really cool to support them man and i I really appreciate your platform because that's what you do kuda you showcase the guys in the jig world man and uh they deserve a platform like this to be seen and heard so it's all good man absolutely brother all right guys we're out peace peace I got to hit end broadcast. I have to remember these things, Eric.